probably tuned in thought thinking that you were going to get some bright smart energetic commentary about things that matter in this world well you're wrong you're on wrestling pov global and we're going to talk some nonsense <laughs> i'm your host the legend tj logan and with me the sometimes inebriated but mostly inebriated <laughs> womanizer himself he scraped himself out of rehab and that was sexual rehab not just alcoholic rehab to be here today the gentleman, and the way to say he's not always that gentle, Elio Canella. Elio, you what's drink, going on? You drunk SOB. What are you up to? <laughs> uh, a whole lot of no good. Apparently, apparently the RCMP <laughs> have been back many times. <laughs> Young girls in the area are being locked up by their fathers. This is, this is a weird situation right around. <laughs> what? On the bright side, if I tell people that I'm your co-host at liquor stores, I get 35% off tequila. Hey, wow. that, uh, friends of Alanis have alcohol fueled me for this week's episode, and Alanis herself suggested, Elio, you should have your glass of tequila with you. Wow. Okay, now, <laughs> Alanis is actually talking to you directly these days? Yes, sir. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Elio, do not hit on her. We cannot lose our goddess. Do not mess this up for us, okay? Uh, don't worry about that. Nothing to worry about there. Well, speaking about messed up things, why don't we start off this week with uh, the regular nonsense that we call a poll. Okay. All right. Now, you know what? This week was a painful one for me to talk about. I'm going to say mm -hmm. that right now, folks. It was kind of a painful thing, but it really is at the point where we have to bring it up. Whoa, yep. what are you doing there, Nelly? You're going to kill me with those coffin, man. Drink some more tequila. Okay. Now, here we go, folks. Today, this week, our poll was about ROH. Now, Ring of Honor is a is a company I've enjoyed for many years. I've talked about this. My love for ROH has has really gone back quite a ways. The problem, however, I'm finding as we review our shows every week is that consistently the ROH show is coming in at zero points, not getting any points or love from us. And it's not that we don't want to give it. It's just the fact that either A, it's being really kind of boring, mm -hmm. B, it has no good structure to it, or C, the other shows are just way better than it. Yep. So I had to throw that question out there. I wanted to see if other fans were feeling this, seeing this, and wondering about it. And the question I asked, is Ring of Honor on a total downward spiral, or will things get better? Now, before we uh, get to your, your comments and uh, answers to this, Elio... I'm going to ask you, is Ring of Honor on a total downward spiral? I mean, this is, is it on a spiral to the end or will things get better? Has it just hit a rut? I think it's just hit like a bump in the road uh, because I, I, I hope it, things do get better. But uh, I wouldn't say they're on a downward spiral. They're not impact uh, wrestling level. I wouldn't say that. So I think uh, they just hit a bump in the road. Now, you know what? I also took that view. I, I thought, you know what? We've seen ROH struggle before in the past. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought, you know, myself, I had to vote with saying, you know, I think it's going to get better. But however, looking at the the poll this week, 63% of the fans say this is a total downward spiral to the end for Ring of Honor. Unbelievable. Ouch. But after looking at those numbers, you know, I mean, I came in here and, and, and when I saw those numbers, I started to think in my head, why would so many people react like that? And... I guess it's because the ROH of yesteryear could not really hold up as a program with the programs we're seeing today. And I guess mm -hmm. that's what fans are talking about is unless ROH finds a way, I mean, it doesn't have to change its wrestling. 
but it has to change the way it's delivering it to us. Yep. Because the way the way they're delivering it to it is not, frankly, making it that exciting. One good match a week with a bunch of uh, with nothing in between is pretty tough, you know. Other yeah, companies, no, 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 no segments, uh, only highlights. No character development. How yep. am I supposed to invest in these characters if I'm someone new? I mean, I've watched the show for years, so I know that the Briscoes are great. If you don't know who the Briscoes are, why <laughs> do you care you about them? All right. Exactly, exactly. So, first of all, you know, we had one comment. Well, I'm going to get a couple comments. But the first comment was from Daniel Fryer. And he okay. said they they need an extra hour. Well, what the hell does that mean? Like, I mean, they need an extra hour. Like, do you think they're getting worse or bad? You know, I, I like the sentiment. But unfortunately, Daniel, you didn't really answer the question for me. You know? Maybe you did in the poll, but I can't tell that. So, all right. Thomas Kinney says, circling the drain. No, come now, on. That, that's impact. That's definitely impact. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously Thomas feels that, uh, you know, it's on a downward slide enough. Uh, by the way, you know where that came from, that, that infamous quote of uh, circling down the drain in relation, relation to wrestling? Do you know where that where? came from, Emilio? Uh, okay. I'm, sure. I'm going to drop some knowledge on you. Uh, Basically, it came from Jesse Ventura when he had oh. moved from AWA to the WWF at the time, and somebody oh. asked him what he thought of uh, the AWA, and he said it was basically that last circle before the you hit the bottom of the toilet. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, you know what, Thomas? I, I see the struggling, but I, God, I don't think it's that far gone yet. It, you no. know, I'm, you still got the lower turd of uh, impact below it so and they have right. and they have they have another show coming up uh soon unbreakable or something uh that's gonna yeah. be another one Gee. all right so let's take a look at some comments we got here jeffrey the night jeffrey knight the second says Ooh, when the my friend the night okay the, uh, the second night um <laughs> when the villain enterprises joins aew it's a wrap Ooh, good point i mean that is definitely going to be a telling thing if uh if we if we see uh, Villain Enterprise jump to AEW, that was, yeah okay, I can see that. Daniel Barkley says, I'd be honest, I totally forgot who the ROH champion was since Dalton Castle. Well, you know what? That is very much true because, I mean, uh, yeah, ouch. <laughs> I mean. Well, uh, that can be said about any company, though. Like, if it's, uh, if uh, the championship has no meaning. Right, and True. if it's if it's not relevant anymore, like uh, the Universal Championship, like if we didn't know that, if we didn't know like what happened at the last pay per view, we wouldn't know who the champion is. Sometimes I, I, I forget. I forget who the champions are sometimes. Yeah, but he's talking about since Dalton Castle. I mean, that's a good year back, you know. Yeah, that's you know, ways back. So I mean, that is not a good sign when if you know the products out there and you can't even remember who the champion is for the last year. Yep. That's a tough one, okay? Jeffrey Knight II, of course, responds back with, short of rating other indie promotions for talent and getting a somewhat decent financial backer, I don't see how they can really come back. They may not go out of business, but they may just fade into obscurity. And you know what? I'm going to agree with you with that one, Jeffrey. That is that is kind of the struggle here. I don't think they're totally going to go out of business, but they could just fade into obscurity and become just another independent that nobody really sees on a national level anymore. Now... Folks, uh, like I said, thank you for participating. It was a tough one for me this week. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're definitely going to rack our brains for another one next week. You know, it's part of the fun that's uh, on WPOV uh, Global. But uh, let's go into some news items for this week, all right? Okay. Now, I've got a few news items I want to talk about. Some of them, they just have to, things that affect, uh, you know, uh, indie wrestling as a whole and some with some minor stuff. Uh, one of the things I want to say right now is... Um, just some interesting thing. Now, we I don't know if we mentioned this before. It wasn't that big of a deal, but it may become one. It seems that MLW has started a working relationship with Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan. And uh, they're going to be doing pretty soon their N1 Victory um, Tournament. And MLW is going to send over Alex Hammerstone, the current over, uh, what is he, overweight champion, underweight champion, something like that, openweight champion. Openweight. <laughs> the overweight champion. <laughs> 650 pounds of slob. No, um, Hammerstone is the uh, muscle. What is it? The muscle head? The muscle head award? No. Okay. Sorry. Open weight. There we go. Open weight. Open weight. <laughs> Although muscle head kind of fits for him. <laughs> Anyhow, um, congratulations to Alex Hammerstone. That'll be very interesting for MLW. 
Uh, a quick signing, uh, the company who don't really watch anymore, <laughs> uh, Impact, <laughs> has signed uh, to Neil Dashwood. That should, be uh, that should be interesting. Now here, you know, we just talked about our poll and we've been doing lots of comparisons about Impact and ROH. It's mm-hmm. kind of scary to note that Tennille was over at ROH just a little while ago before right? coming over to yeah. Impact. Yep. So uh, kind of is that a lateral move or is that a, a move up, a move down? That's, I guess that's that's, inter- be- that's interesting. Like first she signs with ROH and then she leaves ROH and now she signs with Impact. Yeah, I, I really not sure what to say about that. That's that's going to be interesting. Now I laugh because when I told you I was saying this news, uh, you say again what you said to me after I said this. I said that the news was that the Fight Network is going to air the Triple A's U.S. Lucha specials. Fight and what did Network you count- is that is that still around? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really kind of seems to be slipping off the radar these days. That's for sure. Is and that the, of- is that the is that the Impact Channel of television? I don't know, but I mean, there was a time where me and you used to go there for our ROH, and uh, I mean, how frustrating it was to have so much technical difficulties and and stuff. And uh, hopefully, they've gotten that to a better keel. I know since that's happened, I haven't gone back to fight, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know how many people they've lost mm-hmm. since that. But I mean, it's not cool struggling to watch no. your television shows. Not so, terrible. and the other news that I have regards uh, an interesting combination now. You know, we've talked about ROH and New Japan had a bit of a working relationship, and that's ended. Sure. Okay? And yeah. uh, it's also ROH ended its relationship with NWA recently. Mm-hmm. So oh. there's, that'll no longer be there. Oh, no more NWA championship being defended on television. Yeah, that really made no sense why they were, that, that or, so ROH weird. got out of it. <laughs> yeah, they must have got a lot of money or something because there wasn't much NWA could offer them. But now ROH is teaming up with CMLL to do Global Wars E-Spectacular, they're calling it, Mm. where they're going to do a couple shows bringing over a bunch of luchadors to fight on uh, ROH's uh, in the the United States. Now, I have a list of here of some of these guys that will be signed for this tour, okay? Okay. Uh, Karastiko, I'm not sure who he is. I've never seen him. Mm -hmm. Volador Jr. I've seen. Stuka Jr. I've seen. Triton I've seen. Barbero Cavanaro, which basically is the caveman barbarian. I've seen him. He's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Hequiero, I've never seen. Ray Buccanero, I have seen. He's pretty interesting, kind of a piratey thing going on. And Ukamura, who I have no idea who that is. But uh, this will be interesting to see how these – It's this is the kind of thing ROH needs to do to put a bit of a, a transfusion into its talent right now. And yep. uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that this, this, uh, this is something that works out for them. Are they doing their uh, top prospect tournament uh, soon as well? That's probably coming up. It seems like that thing happens a lot, you know. Um, and now NXT is doing it, and it's kind of takes his way from from ROHs in a way. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. We'll see what happens. But uh, that's all I have for news. Do you have anything to throw out there this week? I actually have a bit of a uh, NXT news. I'm not sure. Um, this is, uh, I believe, was coming from the Wrestling Observer, but apparently we don't cover WWE, but. On the show, on the show, but uh, this one has to do with the NXT, the NXT brand. Uh, but apparently, WWE will be holding out tryouts here in Ontario, and because there's thought of branching out and forming another NXT brand, NXT Canada. Now you're only bringing this up because you've signed on, haven't you? How did you guess? The gentleman Elio will be wrestling. They have a gentleman on their roster. Come on! Don't they? Don't they have Jack Gallagher? Yeah, he's on NXT. UK. <laughs> this is NXT Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know it's a sore spot. I had to bring him up. <laughs> well, Elio, but, um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if there's a featherweight division, you're gonna conquer. <laughs> and I also have an AEW news. Really, um, the door is open for Stephen Amell to uh, possibly enter AEW since uh, Arrow won't won't be returning to television. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> that's yeah. what you call that's what you call ridiculousness. A guy who <laughs> makes millions of dollars I on know, television right? just because his current show is being canceled, he's gonna go join AEW. Come on, man. And then uh, we know how MJF is signed to AEW. Uh, he recently appeared on Talk is Jericho where he explained um, how how it's possible for him to work for both MLW and, and AEW. And what did he where, say? Originally, he had signed a three-year contract with MLW. However, at the time, the contract stated he could not work for WWE, but it did not say anything about AEW as it did not exist yet at that point. Oh, wow. So they didn't really cross their T's and dot their I's as harsh as they should have. Interesting. Interesting. 
And that's all the news I have on my end. Well, excellent. Well, you know what, folks? Uh, usually at this point of the program, we go to the New Japan news and, and goings-on, but we like to also throw if there's a pay-per-view that we think should be worth mentioning. We do that now. And I'm mm-hmm. going to bring up one we've talked about for a little bit over the last while. It was MLW's Never Say Never live report from from New York City, by the way. This yeah, is right the from New York City. The Melrose Ballroom. Oh, my goodness. All righty. <laughs> Now, I wrote down the notes here, and we're going to go over some of this. Uh, there were some interesting matches. Some of the people you've never heard. We're going to skip the ones we've never heard or people we don't really know. Um, okay. There was a very there was a very short match with uh, Mats Werner uh, defeating Ricky Martinez. Wow. Ricky Martinez seems to lose all the time, so I'm not even sure why they give him a name. But uh, And Mats, come on, man. Knee pad goes yeah. down, knee pad goes up, and then it goes down again. Anyhow... Um, <laughs> Loki uh, went on that continuous, uh, you know, he's been like defeating everybody in like just seconds or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this if you time blink, he, you'll miss it. Yeah, this time he uh, kicked uh, Jimmy Yuta under the chin, knocked him straight out. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, a match that I'm hoping that fans, that they will put on to um, the Fusion show on YouTube so that most people can get it is uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. defeating Timothy Thatcher. Now, this is a match I've mm. wanted to see for a while. Timothy Thatcher has been a wrestler, has been through Evolve and some other places. Uh, he's a very interesting, different style of wrestler, and just waiting for him kind of to break into the to the national scene, and hopefully this is just the start. Rumor has it that he has been talking a lot to MLW. I don't know if he's actually going to be shown more, but it's leaning towards that we might be seeing him a little bit more down the road. When you first said that name, I couldn't uh, remember who you're talking about. But then I was thinking about the name, and I and I couldn't see the face. So, I, yeah, I know who Timothy Thatcher is. All right. Um, now, here is – I know this 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 just this group just formed. We're going to mention them when we get to the MLW segment. Uh, I know you love these guys. They call themselves Injustice. They are the team of Myron Reed, Jordan <laughs> Oliver, and now joined by, joined by Coto Brazil – Defeat. I'm sure you're mistaken. <laughs> Defeat. No, it really was Coda Brazil. Ah, defeated. Be sorry. Before you want, is Coda Brazil a heel? Yeah, he is now. And I'm gonna get to. Wow. I'm gonna get okay. to that when we get to the MLW thing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. They defeat the team of Airwolf, Senshi, and Gringo Loco. Wow, Gringo Loco losing. Who would have thought? <laughs> Gringo Loco. What? Yeah, that guy never wins. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> Then we had a match with Brian Pillman Jr. defeating Richard Holiday, which was a straight-up okay yeah. match. Uh, Pillman, you know, sometimes I want to dump on him, but he is actually exciting. He does have some moves in him. He's still mm-hmm. green. He still does a lot of stuff where you go, whoa, what, why did he even try to do that? You know, But I see good things coming from him. Uh, okay. A guy that we uh, focused on this week's MLW, Bestia666 defeats Ray Horace. <laughs> This guy, I don't know, just like uh, Beast of Six Six Six. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, don't they already have La Park, or sorry, Los Angeles Park, wearing all the That's death what stuff? I was thinking when when I saw this guy, I was like, wait a minute, don't they already have a Los Angeles Park and an El Hijo de Los Angeles? Park? Yeah. What do you need Beast of Six 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 for? Oh my lord. <laughs> what, are we gonna have El Hijo de Beast of Six Six Six? Ah, his son, only twelve, but ready to <laughs> worship the devil and wrestle. I, I don't know. I guess. <laughs> Uh, this was a pretty good match, though. It wasn't a great match, but it was pretty good. Good luchadors kind of stuff. Um, this one, uh, okay, we had been talking about this, and it just it just fell flat. Um, National Openweight Champion Alex Hammerstone defeats Savio Vega in, in a pretty quick match that wasn't so great. Wow. So, you know, after all that hype of bringing in Savio, they just kind of squashed him out pretty quick. Um, in the Battle of the Austins, we had Ace Austin losing to Austin Aries. Oh, wow. Okay. It, it was an okay match. Uh, Austin Aries, he's looking, you know, I haven't seen him really wrestle for a while, so this was entertaining. He's still got the moves. Um, want somebody to beat the magician out of uh, Ace Austin, though. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, MLW middleweight champion Teddy Hart making a successful mm-hmm. title defense against uh, MJF. And uh, okay. you know, after all his after all his big mouthing, it was kind of nice to see uh, MJF get his butt kicked. You know, uh, Teddy yep. still exciting as ever. I mean, he pulls off another you know Canadian destroyer off the ropes for the sort of pin, and it, 
the guy is just amazingly fun to watch. So I'm glad they didn't take the belt off him yet. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the main event, we had um, Jacob Fatu uh, defeating Tom Lawler in their their rematch that from the last pay per view where Lawler lost the belt. Um, okay, really good match, but like once again, contra falling right back on interference and things to to secure the win. You know. Um, it was kind of weird because when Fatu won the thing, he he actually did it kind of cleanly. So it's it's sad that defense has gone back to him having to use the other members of Contra to help him out. Um, then one of your favorite peer, uh, guys of all, Hio de Los Angeles Park, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, losing to se- <laughs> uh, defeating uh, Zenshi. So I'm not sure who that is. Uh, you know, I saw him. I he's obviously something somebody very new. Um, I've heard, yeah, you know, I think I've heard some news about him, and I just couldn't place it. You know, that's what happens when you watch like five episodes of uh, New Japan in like seven days. You know, it's, <laughs> your your mind melts a little bit for new people. In the in the main yep. event, you know, I got to the main event. I didn't even want to watch it. Okay, I don't mind Los Angeles okay. Park, but Jimmy Havoc oh. and a street fight. Uh, yeah. Anyways, Los Angeles Park wins it. Was okay. It was Wait, nice was this you. two? Was this two heels? Yeah, this is pretty much heel versus heel. But you know what? <laughs> Los Angeles Park. He kind of gets like a lot of cheer for him, despite the fact he is a heel. Yeah, that's what confuses me. It's like he, he's a heel. We know that. Yet people cheer for him. I don't know, man. It's like PCO. He has. He has a PCO is part of a heel faction. Yet people cheer for him. Well, I'm not sure what to say about that. <laughs> but he, but you're right. It's true, and it's hard to keep. It's hard to keep uh, sometimes the momentum going of who to cheer for when you see that sort of thing, eh? Yep. So, well, that's it for the, that pay-per-view. I'm going to say it's kind of weird. Uh, it was an okay one, but there was like mm-hmm. a, a bunch of new wrestlers I didn't recognize. Uh, the, you know, it seems like uh, it seems like Austin, Ace Austin, they sure use him a lot. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of him yet. Um, <laughs> it's good to see the Hart, uh, dy- the Hart Dynasty and the Dynasty all over the place. And like I said, Contra, you know, just when I thought they were legitimizing themselves, this pay-per-view made me think less of them. So I know you've not been a, a Contra fan for ver- at all, but... No, 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 not really, not really, no. Um, but you know what? We'll talk a little bit more about MLW when we get to the MLW segment of the show. Let's go in now to talk about New Japan, all right? Okay, New Japan. Now we are, we've had, we've got uh, days 8, 9, 10, and 11 to look at. Uh, since our last thing it was a lot it's a lot i'm going to go over the first i'm going to go over the the key matches talk tell you which one i thought was the match of the night to definitely watch for okay i'm pretty sure i know which one for day nine okay yeah day day nine or is it day i believe it's uh okay don't take kazushiko okada and kenta yes that is definitely the one (laughs) at nine so we're going to go over it here Mm -hmm. okay on day eight uh juice robinson defeating toriano in which was a pretty short but funny match where uh, Robinson actually out-tricked Yano, which was pretty funny. Um, okay. This one, oh, man, Goto's got to be feeling like crap to lose to Tai Chi, of all people. Oh, uh, man. Now th- you know what? That's it. I'm changing my pick. I'm picking Tai Chi to win the G1. So. <laughs> this is only like his second win, dude. Calm down. Um, John Moxley, de- Mo- John Moxley con- continues his unbeaten streak by defeating Shingo. Uh, he really took it to Shingo. This is probably the weakest I've seen Shingo ever since he's uh, we've been following him uh boxley kicked the crap out of him there's no doubt about that um jay white defeating jeff cobb Mm -hmm. through a little uh a little bit of trickery at the end and okay i'm I'm, I'm, I'm happy jay white picked up uh, his first win but i'm not exactly happy about who he beat true now you know what uh jay white is claiming after this victory that he is going to go the next six straight Without losses. Oh, okay. You know what? I found out what Jay White's problem is. Uh, constipation? <laughs> it's the guy that's hanging around at ringside whenever he's out there for his matches. Ghetto? Gato. Gato, that guy sucks. He's terrible. He just needs to go away. Ugh. He, you know what, though? He's not as worse as the other guy. Remember the Jado guy who hangs out with uh, in the bone costume with the Bullet Club? That guy's even worse. Oh, okay. All right. All righty. Uh, then in the main event of that night... Uh, Naido defeating mm-hmm. Ishii, which which was a really surprise quick ending there. Um, mm-hmm. Looking over the five matches, I definitely would say the Jay White versus Jeff Cobb was probably the most exciting match. May not have had the uh, win that you'd hope for some people, but it was a very good match. Uh, yep. Day nine, 
Kota Ibushi defeats uh, Lance Archer. Will Ospreay mm-hmm. defeats Bad Luck Fale. Evil defeats Zack Sabre Jr. Tanahashi defeats Sonata. And in the match that I say for you fans to go out and watch, Kazuchika Okada defeats Kenta in a really good match. Both guys went in at tied at the top of the tournament. This was very key for Okada. Okada takes the two points, puts Kenta down as a possible four points. So this, you know, Kenta is going to have to hope now that Okada loses some matches and that he wins more to get back up into the back up into a tie with him at least. Bad luck, Fallen. So he's we we said he's you know he's already fallen. He's like so he's in last place with two points. Yeah, after day you know going into day twelve, he'll he'll also be down at like one victory. Okay, on day ten. Uh, this one, I, mm-hmm. I like this. Uh, Goto defeating Yano. Uh, it's a fun match. It's only like three minutes, two minutes long. And uh, I'm sorry, is, it, is, is there a break between uh, day 11 and... Uh, 12, yes. Like, is there... There'll be... Okay, cool. So whatever I miss, I can go back and watch. Yes, yes. Okay, so uh, the match of on day 10, Goto defeating Yano was actually only a two, maybe three-minute match that was actually pretty funny and had a pretty cool ending with Goto... You pinning Yano in a very unique way. Um, oh, okay. Now this <clears throat> this match, I was almost going to pick for match of the night, but then another match came even better. Um, Ishii defeating Juice Robinson. This was a really hard hitting match. Juice tried to out slap, out punch, and out headbutt Ishii, and they went to it was brutal, man. How those two guys didn't like knock the crap out of each other, I'm not sure. But uh, <laughs> Ishii, Ishii takes the win. Um, Jeff Cobb gets a def- gets a well. I would hope he would beat Tai Chi, but he did. Uh, Jeff Cobb beats Tai Chi. Oh, he better. <laughs> uh, Jay White defeats Shingo, and in the mm-hmm. and the main event, I'm gonna have to say the main event of the night is my pick for fans to look out for. John Moxley keeping his undefeated streak alive, his, his fifth straight victory, defeating Naito in a very fun match where he mocked Naito, did the whole thing, did the running and the flipping, the falling down, looking at the scars, doing the whole crap. It was pretty fun to see, and then got serious outside with a lot of uh, butt kicking. Um, John Moxley's killing it. He's, he's killing it this year in the tournament. Um, yeah. Day 11, uh, Abushi defeats Fale. Well, no big surprise there. Mm-hmm. In uh, Okay, you know what? I'm going to pick this match as the match of the night. Usually I've been picking the main events, but... This match, uh, Will Ospreay defeating Zack Sabre Jr. was awesome. It's a very, you know, you've got Ospreay, the whole off-the-top rope fast maneuver versus Sabre who slows you down and ties you up. Really cool match. Mm -hmm. Really cool match. Uh, And breaks your fingers. Yeah. Uh, Okada defeats Lance Archer, but Lance Archer looking pretty good. I'm going to say he might end up being the breakout star of this tournament this year. He, He is really... He went in there with nobody thought he would do much. And you know, we even talked about, we didn't think he was going to do much. He's really made a presence. Yeah. Um, day, uh, also on day 11, uh, this surprised me, is Sonata defeating uh, Kenta. You know, puts Kenta mm-hmm. even farther down. Uh, and in the main event that night, Tanahashi defeating Evil. So where does that put us now? We we have, we have are now into day, ele- day 12 will be coming up. So that means each side has taken five matches. Now, I'm going to go over right now the standings for Block A. Elio, you go over okay. the standings for Block B, and we'll see how things have been looking and how we guessed, okay? All right. Now, in Block A, <laughs> we have at number one, Kazuchika Okada with 12 points, Ken- mm-hmm. Kenta with eight, Hir- yep. Hiroshi Tanahashi with eight, um, Koto Ibushi with eight, Evil with six. Then we have a three-way, a four-way tie with Lance Archer, Will Ospreay, Sonata, and Zack Sabre Jr. at four, and Bad Luck Fale at two. Now, going into this, we said to keep our eyes on Okada and Kenta. Well, they're at the top yep. at twelve and eight. Uh, right. At this point, I both we both thought here, you know, Tan- Tanahashi would be a lot lower. Actually, um, mm-hmm. I expected Ibushi to do be, be doing better than he has, and I expected Evil to be doing better than six points. Will, uh, sorry, Lance Archer. I expected nothing, and yet he's already got two victories, which is probably two more than I thought he would get. Uh, Sonata. Not doing the best either. Two matches out of the six that he's take has been in is not the greatest. Uh, the greatest for him. Zack Sabre Jr. has had a terrible, terrible uh, tournament. Yeah, I th- really bad. I think he. Yep. I think he's mathematically eliminated right now with, with who he has left to face. And oh. uh, bad luck, Fale. Well, we knew he wasn't going anywhere. So <laughs> uh, we knew he would. He would fall all the way back to the, the end of the line. Yeah. So okay, let's take a look at Block B. Tell us who we got. 
Alright, so block B, we have John Moxley at the top with 10 points. Then we have Tomohiro Ishii and Juice Robinson with 6. Shingo, Toriyanu, Taichi, and Naito, and Jeff Cobb, and Jay White and Goto all have 4. So, I can't believe Taichi's doing like the, like the points that he has here. Yeah. I thought, I, I thought he'd be all the way down at the bottom. Yeah, well, you know, it's still early days in that block. <laughs> Uh, I, st- <laughs> I still think he's going to f- finish at the bottom. Um, mm-hmm. uh, looking at that Moxley, you know, we we I I was reluctant to pick Moxley. I thought he was a dark horse, but uh, he has been undefeated, and he's looked very strong in this tournament. Yep. Um, Naito, I thought a lot better for him in this tournament. He has not been delivering very well at all. Ishii's been looking mm-hmm. great. Um, yep. Right now, I'm going to have to say my pick so far – are definitely. I'm still going to ride on Kenta making a comeback uh, for Block okay. A, and I'm still picking John Moxley for Block B. I'm going with Okada and uh, Block A and uh, Moxley in Block Ooh, B. You're playing it safe. Playing it safe might be the smarter move. Might be the smarter move. Well, fans, you know what? That's only we were only up to day eleven. There's still plenty more to go. We're going to be slogging through it for the next couple weeks. Uh but let's face it, we say slogging, but this has been some of the best wrestling I've seen in a long time. So at this time, folks, we're going to take a little bit of break. When we get back, we're going to be talking about uh, NXT UK. We're going to talk some mm-hmm. uh, MLW Fusion and some ROH TV. Maybe do a bit of the book and uh, who knows what other crap will throw your way. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you guys in a minute. Hello, this is Miguel Cole from the Wrestling POV Podcast. Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global is affiliated with the Collar and Elbow brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Collar and Elbow has t-shirts, hoodies, sunglasses, and more. And the best part, you're helping out your local indie wrestlers. And you're helping out the best wrestling podcast of all, Wrestling POV and Wrestling POV Global. You don't want to miss out. So save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Oh my goodness! What's up? This is Jeff Cobb. You're listening to WPOV Global. All right, fans. That was a great break. Elio. Did you finish your bottle? Yes, sir. Do you still have a- I did finish my bottle. You're on to the next one, aren't you? I am. How, How'd you guess? How can you guzzle 40 ounces in under 30 <laughs> minutes? That's amazing. My goodness. <laughs> Anyhow, fans, before he gets all flirtatious with all you women out there, let's let's talk a bit about some NXT UK. NXT UK, and uh, here we are uh, back in uh, Derby, England once again. Did we ever leave? And <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've uh, camped out to there for the past several weeks. Yeah, it seems that it really feels that way. <laughs> but but let's go on with the show. <laughs> okay, so in the opening match, we had a battle of the former friends as uh, Kenny Williams took on Oasis's number one super fan, Noam Dar. What do you think of this match? And it was a uh, it was Dar pulling out the win with a low blow, followed by the Nova Roller. I you know. And actually, uh, that's uh, what the, that's what the, that commentator called it. So. I thought that they were just uh, making words up. Yeah, um, I, I have a hard time buying Kenny Williams. I mean, he's so small and skinny. He just doesn't even look like he doesn't even look like a wrestler. At least Noam Dar looks like like a light heavyweight. Yeah, Kenny Williams looks like the guy who comes to your house and mows your lawn for money. I, <laughs> uh, I mean, he's certainly talented and stuff, but it's a hard time. It's a hard sell for me. Um, mm-hmm. I thought this match was okay. It was okay. Yeah, it was not. A, I, I have written here not a bad opening match. All right. Next. And then we had a promo with a grizzled young veteran saying how... <laughs> Next. <laughs> Skip their crap. Next. Then, then we had, then we had uh, an XUK's first ever um, six-woman tag match with with Ginny, Jazzy Gabbard, and Kaylee Ray picking up the win over Cy Brookside, Piper Niven, and Tony Storm with uh, Ginny hitting the face buster in the corner for the win. Okay, looking at this match, right? The, looking at these mm-hmm. six competitors, all right? Ginny, uh, yep. man, she does not look like a wrestler. She just looks like this skinny little weird chick. Um, not digging her. Although she does look good. She does look better as a manager. Yes, yes. She looks better not in the ring. How's that? Um, <laughs> there we go. Jazzy Gabbard, um, she really looks like she's holding back a lot. You know, I've seen her before, before she came to NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, I expect more out of her, and I'm not getting a lot out of her. And... Uh, Kaylee Ray, I, 
Okay. You know what? I, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm not sold on Kaylee Ray. Yeah, you know, Kaylee Ray, uh, she's someone else who just, like, I don't know why they're pushing her to the moon because they haven't really shown us much about her. They just throw her in there and we're supposed to expect that she's going to be, like, the big number one contender. And it's like we haven't even seen her do anything except run away yep. a lot. Uh, on the flip side, <laughs> uh, Tony Storm, I kind of dig her. I'm starting to dig her more and more. Her wrestling's uh, pretty good. Piper yep. Piper Niven seemed to have a weak match here. Um, she seemed really out of place in a lot of this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a really good showing for her. However, Zaya Brookside, I got to say, I really enjoyed her this week. Um, I'm, I'm finding I'm enjoying her more and more. I know I was pretty negative about her in the beginning, but uh, I got to say I enjoyed her this week. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm liking Cyprox. I see Nina Samuels, you're out. Cyprox, uh, I'm in. All right. Now, be- <laughs> Sorry. now, before you go on, okay? Before you go on. <laughs> yes, sir. If you mention okay. Dave Mastiff, I am going to punch you. <laughs> so go for it now. <laughs> he who shall not be named speaks next week. Oh, you still... Okay. I didn't mention his name. I just was trying to give you a subtle hint that we don't even have to talk about him. Anyways, <laughs> go on. Okay, well, here, here we go. On to the main event. It was um, Trent Seven taking on Walter. And uh, this match ended via referee stoppage. Ah, man. Do you remember how excited we were last week th- after Trent Seven gave such a tremendous um, promo? Yeah, we were looking forward to this match. And, like, this match uh, at the beginning... I was like, okay, this should be a good match. Then, I don't know, it was somewhere in the match it fell along the way, it fell apart. Yeah, it was sort of like as soon as the bell hit, it just went to shit. I mean, yeah. it was not, I don't know, uh, Trent Seven gave an impassioned plea so he could get his head kicked in. Because that's what happened here. He didn't really do much but get his ass kicked quite a bit. Um when you say ref, I mean, you can you, you try to beat up on Walter, but uh, it won't have any effect on him. No, you know, and, and folks, when when when, uh, when Elio says it was stopped by referee stoppage, it was because Walter just kept continuously power slamming. Power bomb. And then, yeah. and then not pinning him. And yep. it got to the point where the referee was feeling sorry for broken old Trent Seven, who now should be <laughs> Trent 32 because that's how many pieces his <laughs> spine was in at the end of this match. Um uh, man, I don't know. I guess I, I feel this is the time where I feel, uh, it's like in wrestling. This sometimes happens. You get so hyped up for what you think is going to be a great match, and you get delivered yep. garbage. That's kind of what this was because I expected so much more out of this match, and it basically Walter could have beat up any anybody, and it would still have been the same thing. Alrighty. I don't know. Um, this one, I'm going to have to go with the C minus. Yeah, you know what? This was one of the weaker and kind of disappointing ones for a while. I'm going to give it a D, okay? Okay. All right. I mean, every t- every time I, I start down to start watching it, and I hope, and I have a feeling and hope that it's going to be a good show, it turns out to be not so good. Yeah, that that is true. That is very true. Okay, let's look at this week's MLW Fusion, and... uh Usually, usually I don't talk about a lot of the things, but I'm going to talk about some of the things today because they have some pertinence to what we're going to talk about later. Uh, We open up with uh, Selena De La Renta in the ring saying how she is going to make Mance Warner pay for all his crap. But but (laughs) she thanked him for getting rid of that warthog Sammy Callahan, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, Thank you, Sammy. Thank you, Mance, for getting rid of Sammy. And then she says she made a deal with the devil and out comes... Wow. <laughs> yeah, Bestia 666. Um, <laughs> now, he defeats Mance Warner in a death match only because at the end of the match, um, Selena hands him a, uh, hands Bestia like a bag full of powder or icing sugar or baking soda. Who knows what the hell it is? Uh, anthrax. Who knows? I have a, I have a question. Yes. What's a death match? Isn't that just another way of saying a no disqualification yeah. match? Yeah, there's a gazillion ways you can call these things. Last man standing, whatever. Uh, yeah, this was just a, a no no rules match. Now, you know what? Um, Bestia gets the win after throwing powder into the face of Mance and then taking him down and beating him. But I really enjoyed this match until a few things kind of irked me a little. Okay? Mm. The tacks were definitely not cool. Uh, Mance Warner taking tacks to the forehead and the head, oh. not cool. Yeah. Um, you know, even 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 Jim Cornette on uh, commentary saying, you know, they got to stop these matches, man. This is this is going too far. Yeah. They're right. Yeah. They're right. I like Mance. He's a better wrestler than this. Okay. 
He's entertaining. He doesn't need to be taking tacks in the head and the face and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Up until yep. up until that happened, Elio, I was like, man, this is what a cool deathmatch should be. Like, nobody's really doing outrageous crap to kill each other. They're just doing some good storytelling wrestling. And then the de- then right. the tax thing happened, and I was kind of a little bit disappointed. Um, mm-hmm. So they're going to continue the story now, you know, like uh, this should have uh, Matt's kind of losing that ticket that he stole. And let's see which more trouble he has with uh, with Selena's gang down the road. Now, of course, Conan uh, Conan got involved at one point as well. Yeah, well, in this, yeah, <laughs> I don't even. Oh no! Wait, that was uh, that was uh, sorry. Yeah, he, that was in the, the other. Yeah, match. he didn't actually get. He, what he did is he had his phone. Remember, he had Selena's phone. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what you're thinking of. He kept taunting her because he had his phone, her phone. Yeah. Um. Then we go. Uh. We see the this. Okay. Uh, this is where. <laughs> This is where wrestling oh, no. makes me mad, okay? And somebody somebody's oh. going in the book over this one, okay? Oh, no. Um, okay. So you introduce out of nowhere, out of all of your episodes, you introduce in one episode Georgia Smith, right? Uh-oh. You, last right. week we introduced her. She has an interview with um, Alex Hammerstone. Hammerstone. She calls him a dick yep. or whatever. And then conveniently <laughs> next week, she's, there's pictures of her getting on an elevator with him and them kissing. I mean, I... There's there's no build up there, so it just feels like cheap crap. You know what I mean? Like I mean, Uh-oh. maybe if she'd been around for a couple weeks and we got to know her a bit as a character, but it's so obvious mm-hmm. that this was such a, a dumb story. Just too quick, too quick. Um, so uh, let's see who else we had. Um, well, we had those those idiots Oliver and uh, what, what do they call themselves? Injustice. Um, here's another thing I want to put in the book. Okay. Um, okay. And I don't know how I'm going to put it in the book. But just because somebody, let's say Richard Swan, just because he's short, black, mm-hmm. doesn't mean because he's not wrestling, we could just substitute him with another short black guy. Because, I mean, that's all they did. I mean, they threw Cotto Brazil out of nowhere into the place of Rich Swan. And he kind of even. So, so the, the, <clears throat> there was no explanation for the heel turn. Not really. I mean, they said there was these, like, uh, he gave all these, like, lit, lame stories, but. Th- it just was the fact that you took a small African American wrestler and replaced him with the same uh, another African American small wrestler who looks so much like the other guy you replaced him with that we're not really supposed to notice. Wow! I, I just think that's incredibly mm-hmm. stupid. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry that I don't know why that bothers me, but it does. I mean, it just plays on how do they think we're that dumb? <laughs> apparently, apparently. Okay. Uh, Next match, Ricky Martinez, who never wins a match, decides that he's going to go out. He tells Selena he he demanded a rematch with Loki and that uh, he was going to get his revenge and show him up. And Loki beats the crap out of him and knocks him out. <laughs> and then when he's leaving the ring, Selena comes over, starts whispering over to Conan. He looks like he's buying it. And then he tells her to come closer to tell, him so- to tell her something, and he just walks away. That was funny. Just burns her. Um... Low-key, going on his continuous, you know, stomping people out business. I don't know where that's going to end, but I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a few comments from the Von Erics, which I'm glad we finally got to see them wrestle because uh, at least on, on, on Fusion. You know, I went back and saw – I watched the Fusion before I went back and watched uh, the pay-per-view. Um, they were a little bit more exciting than I thought they would be. I'll give them that. I'll give them that, okay? Um, okay. So we have this thing with Tom Lawler, Lawler who was like, he ends up biting like a like a chain link fence. He actually bites it, which was okay. Ouch! And then announces that he wants to not only taste Fatu's blood, but his entrails <laughs> and his soul because he wants to taste his life. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's dark. And then he tells Jeez. them that he is going to war with the Contra unit in War Chamber. Okay. Um, then we see your favorite uh, announcer, Casey Lennox. Uh, I'm sure you're mistaken. She, oh, she has her last name. Yes, now she has a last name. I was, I was hoping you didn't <laughs> notice that. Jeez. So she goes and takes the footage of Davy Boy Smith Jr.'s uh, sister making out with Alex Hammerstone and shows it to him in the bar. Not sure what she thought he was going to do there, but he stomps <laughs> off mad. Uh, Teddy Hart, acting like the biggest airhead in the world, says, Wait, Davy, maybe he was, she was helping him with something or... <laughs> it was... <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, Teddy. <laughs> Maybe you just need to wrestle more. <laughs> all right. So finally, the main event. Uh, 
Marshall and Ross von Erich defeat uh, Joseph Samuel and uh, Simon Gotch in an unsanctioned match. Unsanctioned because MLW said they were not going to sanction this match. The Von Erichs wanting to teach a lesson to Contra Unit. I got to say, mm-hmm. I kind of, I you know what? I, I, I actually enjoyed the Von Erichs more than I thought they would. There was a part of me that's kind of the bitter, jaded part that being like, ah, these are just guys riding off someone else's, you know, like relatives' <laughs> yeah. names. They were actually excited. Yep. I, I enjoyed them a lot. And uh, they take the win, and it was hilarious because there was a part in the match where, like, Samuel was, like, to, ready to throw a, um, a fireball, and Ross runs mm-hmm. in with a chair and blocks the fireball and then hits Samuel with the chair. <laughs> so, and then Marshall gets the pin. Um, soon as the pin happens, Von Erich starts celebrating, they win, but, of course, Simon Gotch jumps in, attacks him from behind, full brawl breaks out, all go into goes into the back, where they show Fatu come in and he attacks and then Tom Lawler goes after Fatu and then we're off to the credits. Um, interesting and fun show. Little bit disappointed at how crazy out of hand uh, with the tax and things were. I mean, yep. had it not been for the tax, I might have given this an A. I'm going to give it a uh, B this week. Yeah, I'm going to go with the B this week. Uh, yeah. We we already talked. We already uh, did a pull on this uh, with the with these uh, hardcore matches and yeah. thumbtacks and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So that a fan. And you know what, Matt Warner is one of my favorite wrestlers. So I was a bit disappointed that he was the one taking thumbtacks to the face. Mm-hmm. So uh, alrighty, you know what, Mance, you're better than that. Yeah, you are, Mance. You know it. All right, let's go on to uh, ROH, and I believe you got a you got the report this week. I do have ROH, and um, this week ROH uh, is uh, in Philadelphia at the 2300 Arena, and we open up with Silas Young taking on Josh Woods, and this was a really short match. Uh, Silas Young uh, opened up with uh, telling uh, Woods that that he's been here for two years and not done anything, and then he delivers a low blow and uh, picks, picks up the win. With the, after the low blow. So, short match. I don't even know what to say about this one. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> we, you know the guys, and then sometimes when you see the things happen, you're just, like, kind of flat. Like, when, when, he, when he said uh, Josh Woods has been here for two years, I was going back. I'm like, okay, so I, that's why I'm, I don't know who Josh Woods was, because I just started watching it last year, ROH. True that, true that. Um, then we have... Then we have uh, TJ's favorite team, the Shinobi Shit Squad, Ugh. defeating <laughs> defeating Jokies, Brian Johnson, Dante Caballero. Notice how the Shit Squad only defeats teams that don't actually have names or <laughs> yeah. people you ever recognize in them. And Brian Johnson, I'm the only one that picks up on these names. And Brian Johnson isn't isn't he kind of old? Isn't that the lead singer of uh, ACDC? Isn't he a little bit old to be wrestling? <laughs> Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> Guess he was thunderstruck by the shit squad. Then we have uh, Carissa Rivera making her ROH debut, defeating Sumi Sakai. Yeah, Sumi Sakai is old. Yeah. I'm just gonna throw that <laughs> you out. You know there. what? <laughs> this one wasn't a bad match. I kind of, I kind of like Carissa Rivera, but I want to see more before I can really say like much more about. Agreed. What I th- Agreed. Here, here's yeah. someone else that um, they throw somebody out. Out of nowhere to us. I mean, they just showed last week. Next week, Carissa Rivera. And it's like, Carissa Rivera. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I want to see more from her before I can actually see anything. But I like uh, what I saw in her debut. Okay. Yeah. Then we had uh, Roosh and Dragon Lee defeating the Briscoes in the main event. This match, I said this off air. I said uh, the Briscoes, their matches are hit and miss, and they have their ups and downs. This was one of their ups. Because I really enjoyed this one. It was a very solid match, and it, I guess, I guess this puts uh, Roosh and Dragon Lee in contention. I mean, the, you know, the Briscoes are the tag team champions. Um, mm-hmm. Really good match. Uh, the Briscoes yep. once again showing uh, showing their snuff. <coughs> how, how are you going to rate this week's show? This one um, again. Uh, last week uh, we said it was it wasn't good, but it wasn't it wasn't good, but it wasn't great. Um, this week was a little better, actually. So I'm going to give this one maybe a B. B, nice. I'm going to give it a B-, minus, only because okay. I wish, first of all, I wish uh, they'd give us maybe a package on who the hell Carissa Rivera was. Um, yeah, we, I, I don't want to have to do our reaches homework for yeah. him. Uh, Josh Woods versus Silas Young, short, is okay. 
I'm tired of the Shinobi shit squad. I mean, uh, who cares? And, but I thought they were your favorite team. No, you thought wrong. You're the one mistaken. You mean, how much tequila have you been drinking? <laughs> um, as for the main event, you gotta, I, I got to give it to you. The Briscoes always put on a good show for me. Um, I think they're mostly hits the misses. And, uh, Russia Dragon Lee, I did not give them any chance going in here. And they uh, showed themselves to be a pretty good team. So I'm going to have to give this, like I said, a B-. minus. Ooh, can ROH have made it onto the board? What's that? Could ROH have made it onto the board? I don't know. Let's take a check. In, in, in their the ace. Oh, it should be interesting. I think, okay. I think they will because I think NXT UK had a pretty crappy offering. Oh, week. NXT UK had an awful week. All right. So who who, who would fit, fit in this? Who would get the points for first place this week? Okay. So we had, um, last week we had NXT with se- in first with six. Um, that can't be right. NXT should have been its... No, sorry. Uh, it was NXT in second with six. It was MLW in first with nine and ROH in the last place with zero. Okay. So what are we thinking this week? What do our, our votes look like? Okay. So uh, we gave... um well, We gave NXT UK. We I gave... What did we grade that one? B minus. That, that's a... Uh, NXT UK? I gave... I say NXT UK is uh, last. Yeah, I gave it a, I gave a D. I think we both gave it yeah, a D. Yeah, I'd say... See, NXT UK is a... Zero. Zero. Okay. Zero. Um, MLW in with a one, and a, I'm going to give ROH the two All right. this week. Sounds good. So ROH finally makes the board. That's excellent. Well, folks, hopefully they're not on the, the, the continuous slide down the toilet. We'll, we'll have to see. <laughs> they're finally up on the board, so this is good. Excellent. Well, you know what? It would be interesting to see uh, how they go in the, in the coming weeks. All right. Now, you know what? Uh, let's, go to, let's go to the Book of Shame. We haven't done it. Uh, I've been wholeheartedly on it lately. Let's, I, I, got, I got some venom in me today. All right? Are you an angry? Are you an angry man? This week? I am an angry man. I was drinking piss and vinegar. I ran out of vinegar, so now I'm just drinking piss. All right. <laughs> oh no! Wow, that came out really bad. Anyhow, <laughs> let's open that book and see what kind of losers we got to deal with. <laughs> All right, we got our first entry is Ace Austin. You suck, Ace Austin. Wish Austin Aries kicked the cards right out of your ass. You stay in. <laughs> And then we have TJ's favorite NXT UK star, Dave Mastiff. That's your favorite. He's just a cartoon loser to me. <laughs> and a very short loser, by the way. Anyhow, next. Uh, facade. <laughs> facade. You just make me chuckle every week, and I don't even plan to chuckle. As soon as you say your name, your goofy-ass look comes to me. Your trailer tash, horrible cosmic cowboy crap that you're trying to do. I don't know. You just make me laugh. Definitely you're still in. Hey, then we have that word that begins with F. Yeah, that's always in. Hey, Jimmy Havoc. Ew, you gross Jimmy Havoc. <laughs> you're in. You look like some idiot who got his all his fingernails caught in the door. That's why they're all black. Ugh. Kenny King. <laughs> huh? What? What? Oh, Kenny King's wrestling. I guess I better sleep some more. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely in for out of pure boredom. <laughs> Next, we have Madman Fulton. Uh, he's starting to fade away. Since we don't watch Impact, I don't even remember him anymore. Uh, so what do you think? Uh, should we, should we uh, take him out? Who's he hang out with? OVW? Uh, he stays in. He stays in. Okay. Death, it's <laughs> Nigel McGuinness. Ugh. Nigel McGuinness. Oh, I hate my... No, I cannot stand Nigel McGuinness. He stays in. And we have Sammy Callahan times five. Ugh, Sammy Callahan. Thank God I don't have to see your gross disgustingness. Although I understand you like beating on women continuously, so why don't we throw another little asterisk up there because you suck that I agree. Sammy Callahan times six. Take it away, Rick. You just made the book! Oh, shame. Then we have Casey Lennox, you said her name is? Oh, Lawton? What the hell did I say her name was? Casey... Lennox, I believe you said. Yeah, I think Lennox. Okay, yeah. Uh, She stays in. She's tremendously terrible. (laughs) Terrible. Horrible. That sounds like a word. The Crisp Brothers. Ugh, they're not even worth mentioning. They make me want to throw up. Next. The Hunt. The Hunt. If I was 12, I would think they were awesome. But I'm not, so they suck ass. Next. <laughs> and our final entry is Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. You deserve to be eternally in this book. Until you die of a horrific cancer-like based accident, I'm still going to give you the, the crap you deserve. Yeah, you're still in there, buddy. Now I have... Okay, and um, yep, I, now we have our new entry. I have a new entry for this week. 
Okay. And it, you know, I, I am going to put in this week Cotto Brazil. Okay. Because the whole situation that all of a sudden I'm supposed to like close my eyes and forget that you were Rich Swan a while ago, and all of a sudden the same character is played by. Uh, a similar short African American, same dark tone skin wrestler, is just—it's just insulting to everyone's intelligence. And you know your group itself, the whole thing, the skinny little losers that you hang with. Injustice is uh, more like inbred. Don't like it. Don't like them. Cota Brazil, you jump on a loser train, you get entered in the book. <laughs> Damn, TFA, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> 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 oh, the constrictors of our... Anyhow, you know what, folks? Okay, Rick, hit it. All right. You, you know what, folks? Uh, I, the Book of Shame is just our fun way of... Uh, there's just so many stupid things that wrestling can get into. And it, it's just our way of... <laughs> yep. Our way of just having some fun and, and looking at the absurdity that's part of professional mm-hmm. wrestling. Now, you know what, fans? I've had a great week with you guys. You guys have been fun. Uh, Elio, yeah, he's drunk. He's three sheets to the wind, but... <laughs> He wasn't drunk enough not to hit record, so at least we got a show out of this. And uh, folks, if you uh, if you want to drop any comments, say anything about, give us some suggestions. I mean, we probably won't listen. We're kind of dicks like that, but uh, we don't mind. Like, we don't mind listening to you guys blather at us. We're cool about that. Heck, if you even part of like a a, a sexual addiction club or a uh, a twelve uh, step program that you think Elio needs to attend, by all means. Drop us a note. You can reach us on Facebook. What? At wrestling. It's true. You can reach us at Wrestling POV. Uh, tell the other places. Where, where's, where's all the Instagram crap and all that Twitter okay, nonsense? Okay, you can reach us on uh, Instagram at Wrestling POV1 and Twitter at Wrestling POV. And we're on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. And before we go, we have to mention uh, the SummerSlam pay-per-view points game. Oh, yeah. You know what? I was just going to mention the guys over at Wrestling POV. They're our sister show. And if you think that Elio is a drunken idiot, wait till you see Tony <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Tony Diaz. I mean, that guy, I don't think he's ever sober. Uh, you got, you've got Rick Serrano third, who, well, he's, I don't know. Is he on helium? And... Uh, <laughs> And, and Mimi, I'm convinced, is just some poor maid who came to clean the house once, and now they make her watch wrestling. I don't think she knows any of the names of the wrestlers, but she's willing to talk. And folks, they're fun, okay? They make Elio seem like he does speed. And um, they, they have coming up. Now, they have a thing called the Wrestling Pay-Per-View Points Game. I always, you know, I have too many P's. Okay, but the wrestling <laughs> pay-per-view points the game. The WPOV wrestling pay-per-view points game. Now, this is your chance to take the card. They give you the card just before it starts. They set down all the mm-hmm. matches. You get to wager points on said matches. You determine who you think is going to win, how they're going to win. And you know what, folks? There's even a, there's even a wacky question if the Spanish uh, announce table. But here's the thing is you don't just get points. You have to bid the no, not points you have. <laughs> And because of that, you could end up losing. And if you lose, you lose those points against you. And there have been times, I mean, like, there have been people, many people, like, look at our first game. Remember, like, one person was in the positive. Everyone else had negative points mm-hmm. for their picks. It's a fun way to keep track of the wrestling. It's a fun way to get into it. And uh, there is a $50 gift card to the winner and or slash you can get the mystery box, which has not been won yet. There are some tremendous. Actually, prizes. I believe I believe they were saying uh, this week. I believe, I believe uh, on the show they were saying that th- this time, yeah, you get the box. So. Oh, there's no fifty dollar card. I did. I didn't hear any fifty dollar card. I just heard that this week, this time you get you just get the box. All right, folks. Remember, I've been drinking just as much tequila as as uh, <laughs> as uh, Elio here. Forget. No more Forget all that fifty dollar card crap. There is a mystery box. And that mystery box. Well, I need to go restock on my tequila once we we're done here. Restock? What? You're going to open the three bottles <laughs> next to you? Anyhow, folks, this mystery box is cool. I know some of the stuff that's gone in there. There's some cool crap, okay? Play this game. Uh, you can find our sister show on the same channel you're listening to us on. You can find them. We're out, yep. we're out every Wednesday, sometimes Thursday. They're out every Saturday. And uh, mm-hmm. they're fun. Uh, yeah, sure, they're drunk and as crazy as uh, Elio is. But hey, you have to be sometimes. And you know what? Tony, from all of us up in Canada, we have 12 steps that we think that will help you get to a better life. 
Only through the love of Alanis Morissette and the reduction of alcohol in your life, you can find <laughs> a better place. Tell the people, where what was our show on? Uh, what was it? Coffee Bean and Starhucks? And, Podbean. Oh, okay. Podbean. That's it? Okay, apparently we're only on Podbean this week. I already, I already mentioned it uh, earlier before you uh, mentioned the points game. I've been drinking. How the hell am I supposed to know these things? <laughs> okay, uh, once again for my good friend TJ here. We're on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. That's it. <laughs> and YouTube. We're on YouTube? Whack. We're on YouTube. Okay. Well, yeah, that's cool because I got worried that when you just said Podbean, I was like, what? Everyone dropped us from Podbean? <laughs> Holy smokes. But it's okay, folks, we have not been dropped. We're on all those channels. <laughs> folks, I've, I've had a great week. Uh, as I can tell, as I hit the bottom of this bottle, and uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Elio's on his fourth right now, uh, it's probably time for us to head off. 4.5. 4, 4.5, my goodness. We are riding off into the sunset to the beautiful sounds of Alanis Morissette in our hearts, Cardi B in our soul. I'll give her a little bit. Give her some loving, okay? Just a little bit. Yeah. Folks, we'll see you next week. I've been your host, the legend TJ Logan. Why I'm a legend, I don't know. It's probably only in my mind. But hey, it's my mind. And uh, my co-host, the gentleman slash alcoholic slash sex addicted, <laughs> Elio Canella. All right, we will talk to you all next week.